Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. It's good to be in the know, even when it's kind of bad news. That's okay. We're going to help you out today. So here's why your tax refund might be a little bit smaller in 2023. Thanks so much for being here. Welcome to the show. All right, so the last two years were absolutely crazy for everyone, to say the least, with the pandemic affecting nearly every aspect of our lives. However, as the country has been returning back to normal, whatever that means, it has also meant the end of a lot of COVID-era programs that kind of boosted your tax refunds over the last two years. As a result, a lot of Americans are going to be seeing a much smaller tax refund this year. The average tax refund, get this, was $3,039 last year, according to the IRS. That was up over 400 bucks from the previous year, highlighting the impact of the COVID-era stimulus. But sadly, due to many of the new expanded programs ending, tax refunds will be smaller for a lot of people and could be delayed too. If you check out our tax refund calendar, you can see when you can expect your tax refund at thecollegeinvestor.com. And even worse, many could find themselves even owing taxes when they've never had to before. So here's how there's a good chance your tax refund is going to be smaller this year. By the way, real quick, if you're looking to get your tax return faster, you can check out Cash App, which has a free tax filing option. And if you opt to get your refund deposited into into your Cash App account, you can get it up to six days early. Just open an account. We got a link at thecollegeinvestor.com. All right, so first let's talk about the Child and Dependent Care Tax Credit. Tax refund reduction, five to $10,000. Huge. One of the biggest expansions in tax credits came through the Child and Dependent Care Tax Credit. So in 2021, when you filed your taxes in 2022, there was a huge increase in the amount of the credit. The income levels were higher and the credit was fully refundable, meaning you could get more refunded to you than you even made. However, for 2022, this credit refers back, reverts back rather to the original rules, meaning millions of families nationwide will see much smaller refunds. Last year, the following rules applied. You could receive up to $8,000 from one qualifying person and sixteen dollars for two or more qualifying individuals. The percentage of qualifying expenses increased to 50%. The phase-out income started at $125,000 AGI and capped at 438k. However, this year, the limits are much lower. So here are the following rules. You can receive $3,000 for one qualifying person and 6 grand for two or more. The percentage of qualifying expenses is 20 to 35% and there's no longer an upper limit for income to claim the credit. So let's say a taxpayer with two kids who qualified could see a reduction of $10,000 in credits, 16,000 in 2021 and only 6000 in 2022. Now we move on to the child tax credit. The refund reduction of this one is going to be anywhere from $1,000 to $1,600. The child tax credit was another huge expansion to credits in 2021 that's going to revert back to pre-COVID levels. In 2021, you could receive the following for the child tax credit. $3,600 for children 0 to 5 and $3,000 for kids 6 to 17. Furthermore, some of these payments were sent out monthly, 
making the tax credit even more confusing last year. Yeah, that was me. However, for 2022, the credit reverts back to the original, $2,000 for all children under 17. Only $1,500 of the tax credit may be refundable. You must have an AGI of $200,000 or less for single, $400,000 or less for joint, or the credit phases out in $50 increments. The result of this change is that 17-year-olds are left out of the credit again. <laughs> Why are we so against 17-year-olds? Hmm? Furthermore, every, <laughs> everyone else is seeing a reduction of $1,000 to $1,600 in tax credit. Next up on our list today, Earned Income Tax Credit, EITC changes. The tax refund reduction on this one could be up to $6,935. No joke. There's also some changes to the Earned Income Tax Credit in 2022 that could reduce your refund for young adults and other low-income individuals. So in 2021, the EITC was expanded in two ways, the minimum age limit and the adjusted gross income limit. The minimum age to claim the credit in 2021 was 19, but in 2022, it goes back up to 25. The maximum AGI for filers with zero dependents is reduced by $4,950 from 2021 to 2022. The maximum credit allowed last year was no children, $1,502, one child, $3,618, two children, just under $6,000, and three or more children, $6,728. Furthermore, in 2021, you were allowed to use your 19 income to boost the EITC. That was cool. <laughs> That's not going to be allowed, though, in 2022 for tax filing in 2023. I know a lot of numbers, a lot of years. Stay with me. Now, this year, the credit amounts vary just a little bit. It goes down quite a bit. If you have no kids, it's $560. One child, just under 4,000, two children, just a little over 6,000, three or more children, just a little bit under $7,000. So this change will impact those under 25 and those with no children. In a worst case scenario, it could see a total elimination if you're under 25, or if you have no children, you could lose $942 in tax credits. Mm. No student loan interest. This can affect you a little bit, $250 to $550 in tax refund reduction. It's a popular tax deduction for, you know, 43 million Americans with student loan debt. The student loan interest deduction. To claim this deduction, you must pay at least $600 in student loan interest during the tax year. You can only deduct up to a maximum of $2,500 in interest paid. The student loan interest deduction is an adjustment of your gross income. So let's say you earned $60,000 and paid $2,500 in student loan interest. You'll only pay taxes on $57,500. However, due to the COVID-19 student loan forbearance, remember that, still going, federally held student loans have been paused for all of 2022. These loans have had no payments, thus no interest. Zero percent. As such, most Americans with student loans haven't paid any interest for the entire year and the entire last year, and mostly the year after before that. So the result of this, you might not qualify to deduct any interest on your taxes, thus increasing your tax bill. Let's talk about the recovery rebate credit, or of course, stimulus checks. Tax refund reduction will be $1,400. 2021 was the last year you could have claimed the recovery rebate credit. You probably know them as the stimulus checks. 
which could have added $1,400 to your refund. You would have filed your tax refund return rather in 2022 to claim any missing stimulus checks or credits that were due from 2021. However, there was no federal stimulus check for 2022. A rise in side hustles has also affected things. Rising inflation, concerns about the economy. Our latest survey revealed that 55% of Americans currently have a side hustle, which is pretty cool. And another 16% are actively looking for one, which is a good idea. Unlike working a job and getting a paycheck, income earned from gig economy work or through self-employment isn't subject to any tax withholding. Instead, you report your income and expenses at tax time and pay the IRS any tax due. Sadly, and this has happened to me in the past, with most people working these gigs because they urgently needed the money, many may not have set aside anything for taxes. If you didn't earn a lot of money, or maybe none at all, you won't owe much of anything. But if you were making good money on the side, you could have a substantial tax bill. Plus, starting this year, the IRS is requiring payment processors like Venmo and PayPal to send 1099K forms to everyone who received over $600 in income. The previous cutoff was 20000 in transactions. Oh, those were the days. This will force side hustlers to report more income than they may have previously. Now here's how you can reduce your side hustle tax liability. Before you freak out, make sure that you are properly accounting for both your income and your expenses. As a freelancer or self-employed person, you do have to claim your income. But you also get to deduct any expenses related to your work, which could very much add up. For example... If you're delivering for DoorDash, you would have the following expenses. Mileage, 58.5 cents per mile for 2022 driving through June 30th of 2022. Then it's 62.5 cents per mile through the end of the year. That's huge expense. A percentage of your phone and phone service, maybe up to 50%. Phone accessories you use, like, of course, that charger in your car, and other accessories you need to work that DoorDash gig. So, if you made 5000 bucks driving food delivery, that would be your income. But let's say you drove 5,000 miles on your car to make that money. You would deduct your mileage expenses, 0.625 for 62.5 cents, times 5,000. That's $3,125. 50% of your cell phone bill, which is $300, and $50 in supplies. So after your mileage deduction, you would actually only owe taxes on that $1,525 left over in income. You can then look at your bracket and see how much you would owe. If you find yourself owing taxes and can't pay, the worst thing you can do is avoid it. We have a guide for you on what to do if you owe the IRS money, and you can see that at thecollegeinvestor.com. Now let's look at this, the self-employed sick and family leave credit. The tax refund reduction could be up to $17,000. The Families First Coronavirus Response Act, FFCRA, passed in March 2020, allowed eligible self-employed individuals who, due to COVID-19, were unable to work or telework for reasons relating to their own health or to care for a family member to claim refund tax credits to offset their federal income tax. The credits were equal to either their qualified sick leave or family leave equivalent amount, depending on circumstances. There were three different credits, up to $5,110 for sick or family leave for their own illness, 
up to 2,000 to care for someone with COVID, up to 10,000 to care for children due to school closure. The last day to be eligible to claim this credit was March 31, 2021, and as a result, this tax credit was totally eliminated in 2022. For self-employed business people that were out sick with COVID in 2022, no tax relief is a coming to help offset that lost income. Investment gains. It's important to remember this, that if you sold stocks or crypto, NFTs in the last year, you're going to owe taxes on your gains. If you went all in on meme stocks and knocked it out of the park, wow, good for you winning the lottery, those gains can be very large. When you have investment gains, you pay capital gains taxes. And so we have capital gains tax rates at a link at thecollegeinvestor.com you can find. And if your gains were from investments held less than a year, you're going to have to pay that short-term rate. If you held it longer than a year, the long-term rate, which is going to be a lot better. Note, remember, you only pay taxes when you sell. If you haven't sold, you're not going to pay anything. You can also do what's called tax loss harvesting, which is where you sell losses to offset capital gains. That's a whole other podcast journey we can take. And we have a podcast on tax loss harvesting. You can find it on anywhere you get your podcast, but you can also see links and all kinds of stuff on tax loss harvesting at, again, thecollegeinvestor.com. Just a few important reminders for you, too. Some states may have offered additional stimulus checks or even gas tax or inflation refunds. These new stimulus programs may or may not be taxable. So on a state level, these payments should not be taxable, but federally, they might be. Second, more Americans have been getting unemployment benefits this year. If you're getting the full amount, contact your state's unemployment benefit office to have them start withholding taxes. Otherwise, you might find yourself in a similar situation again next year. Ugh. Finally, a lot of student loan borrowers have been getting loan forgiveness this year. While the blanket student loan forgiveness program is on hold because of lawsuits, there are still other initiatives like PSLF. These programs are tax-free federally, but may have state tax issues. So learn more about student loan forgiveness and taxes at thecollegeinvestor.com. I've said that a lot, I know. And here are some final thoughts as we wrap things up for today. Depending on your tax situation, it's possible that you could be losing upwards of $18,500 in credits. Yowza! While some of these are not going to impact all tax filers, Many low- and middle-income families will see a sizable reduction in their refund, compared to last year at least. It will be even worse for families that swing from a tax refund to potentially owing on your taxes. If you find yourself owing money to the IRS that you can't afford, talk to a tax professional immediately. Beyond addressing your current situation, you're going to want to resolve the underlying issues to avoid future unpleasant tax surprises. I once owed $5,000 because of all my side hustle income. That was not a fun year. But I learned my lesson, and I ended up making the April 15th deadline. Phew! Thanks again so much for being with us today. I know we went over a ton of stuff and kind of rapid fire. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. So if you got lost, you want to find out more, again, it's thecollegeinvestor.com. Just copy and paste the title of this podcast right into the search bar. It'll take you right to where you need to go. And follow us. We're everywhere on social media. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Reddit. I mean, like everywhere. So just 
search for The College Investor, you'll find us. We'd love to get to know you, answer any questions you may have, and help you along in your journey. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you again real soon.